Hello, and welcome to another inspirational episode of We Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. And I am Donald Weigel, the ever-inspiring husband. Inspiring. 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 Let's see how far we can take this and keep going with it. So, yeah, I can I can just hear people clicking off their iPods. Yeah, like, okay. Is that what played, they use? That people still use iPods? I do know someone who does. I was almost going to say it rhymes with her name, and then I was like, I'm not going to call her out on the internet. That's not cool. It's funny. It's still podcasting, and yet there are no more iPods. You know what? I'm going to start out with a little request for everyone. This is out of the blue. Donald doesn't even know I'm doing this. What? What's I, happening? I uh, went to a business meeting the other day and ran into a woman who said that she had a very long commute, and she said that she's running out of audiobooks. And I said, what about podcasts? And she said, what casts? And I said, podcasts. She didn't really know what they were. She And she's like our age-ish. Wow. Um, she thought you had to pay for them. She didn't know how to get them. She didn't know where they were. Do you know, in fact, you're not allowed to charge for them on iTunes? Really? Yeah. That's a fun fact. You cannot charge for them. So um, I am going to ask all of you. Yes, I'm, I'm doing an ask. Share podcasts with family members and friends who don't know how to use them because I just assume that everyone knows how to do podcasts. I know my very own mother asked me how much it would cost for her to listen to me podcast and be inspirational. (laughs) It it costs her a lot to listen to you on the phone. It does. It does. Ten cents a minute. Ten cents a minute. (laughs) That's what I tell her anyway. Um, No, but um, I would share podcasts with family members and friends who might not know about them. You know what the icon looks like. You know how to download them. You know how to subscribe to them. But it did not occur to me that a contemporary wouldn't know how to do that. And that it is such a racket that there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts for free, for free, that people, inspiring people like us are giving away to audiences. This is is coming to your earballs, courtesy of us. And freedom. And freedom. (laughs) Um, Every time you listen to our podcast, you're supporting freedom. Yes, you are. And you are also supporting... Uh, what else? Weight loss. Weight loss. Fitness. Friendship. Friendship. Knowledge. Inspiration. And, yes. and uh, while we're selling stuff, free stuff, <laughs> how about uh, going to iTunes and taking a second to rate us and review us? Or just rate us. If you don't if you don't have time to write a review, just rate us. Because yeah, that, that would help out a lot. We've actually gotten some really lovely reviews on our Facebook page but iTunes does not know about them. So uh, anyway, share, share, won't you? All right, um, enough of that. Yeah, we're, we're here to talk about uh, losing weight, maintaining weight loss, and uh, secrets. 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 Oh yeah, secrets. secrets. This episode is about secrets. Okay, this is just between you and me. Yeah, don't it's tell a, anyone. It's a secret. Um, we are going to uh, discuss something which I think is um, I rarely hear anybody talk about because it's a secret because it's a secret and that is secret eating secret secret eating and uh, I know I've done it I sure have done it I did it yesterday secret I she did it so secretly that I didn't even know she did it until she told me about it this morning so it's no longer a secret and now the people of the world the fine people of Taiwan know about it and Australia, and uh, where else might they be listening? New York. Uh, wherever they have feet, they're wherever listening. Wherever they have feet. If you have feet, you are listening <laughs> to us. No, but uh, we have made it very clear in this podcast that we have both lost 100 pounds. 
We are very inspirational, but we are also still very much people who enjoy the taste of food. Um, I am not uh, a moderator in general. I, if, if there is something to eat, I will finish it, whatever size it is. If it's a, a bucket, a basket, or a thimble of food, I will eat all of it. And um, sometimes people eat in secret. They eat out of buckets in secret and bags in secret. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about that because even though we are our, uh, basically our goal weights, it is still something that we struggle with. And uh, so we wanted to talk to you fine people about struggling with it secretly. Yes, indeed. And um, I only found out after um, that we had both lost 100 pounds that you ate in secret a lot more than I had any idea about. I, I mean, that's why it's called secret eating because you don't tell other people, but... Yeah, I, um, and you know, I think we've talked about this in other episodes. You know, I, uh, my life was basically a baker's dozen. I, uh, <laughs> I, in any time, because I was super nice, I would bring in bagels to the office, you know, because I'm friendly and I like sharing. Yeah, that's, you just wanted to help out your coworkers. So I would get a baker's dozen and one solo bagel. I would eat my solo bagel in the car and then I would eat the, baker's dozen 13 bagel in the car and then i would go into the office and then i would wait until nine o'clock until it was bagel time to eat bagels with everyone else so if you're keeping track i've eaten three bagels uh in the morning and then i probably have more so i was eating two in secret and then two publicly at least um each day that was one way that i did it i would also same thing with donuts same thing with croissants. There was so, so much was going on in my car and so many uh, bags of food were eaten and then uh, disposed of in secret trash cans. Secret. Um, <laughs> I used to eat in secret before work every day. And then if someone brought in food or if I brought in food, I would act like I had not already eaten. Well, I was, um, I was not generous enough to give up like 11 of the 14 bagels or 12 <laughs> of the 14 bagels or of donuts or whatever. So that wasn't my thing, but I was, I, I have a certain amount, still have a certain amount of shame about eating, um, high calorie, delicious foods in front of other people. Um, when I weighed a hundred more pounds than this, I didn't like for people to see me doing it. I didn't care that much about strangers. Um, but I definitely cared about coworkers and friends and, and things. So I was very self-conscious. I would, a lot of times, um, if I wanted something that was, um, you know, ice creamy or, uh, donutty, I would try and wait until nobody was around and try and scarf it down quickly. So no one would see me doing it. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely the, I'm eating with friends in public situation where you pretend to only eat half of your meal and then put it in a doggy bag and then eat the rest in your car because the other couple that you've gone out to dinner with have shared a single entree. Um, and then we each would probably get our own entree and own an appetizer and a dessert. Um, but the secret eating that happens in cars kind of between moments when coworkers aren't looking, when spouses aren't looking, or they're not not looking, they're just like hanging out in the living room and then you secretly slide into the kitchen and then discreetly hide behind a door and uh, quite quite unproudly 
like you're some sort of food ninja that you think if you like are stealthy enough about eating it that the calories won't count or something. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the thing that Don was talking about was uh, before I started this weight loss experience. <laughs> it's a weight loss adventure. Oh, okay, this adventure. Um, it was around Christmas time, and I was at the mall, and there was a McDonald's, and I went through the drive-through and got a Mick everything. Uh, all breakfast flavored make, make everything. Uh, I almost literally just did a spit take. <laughs> I was taking a drink and when she said that. I almost just spit it all over the microphone. Um, but I have a thing about McBreakfasts. <laughs> not McLunches or not McDinners, but McBreakfasts. This was a shock to me, by the way. We've been married. Our 20th anniversary, wedding anniversary is in two months, less than two months. It's a month and a half. If and we make it. If we make it. We'll see. Um, this turned dark quick. <laughs> mad dogging me right now. Um, and I did not know this McBreakfast thing, like, this entire time. Well, here's where it started. And I know we've talked about pairing before, but there's also the idea of unpairing. Mm. Unpairing. 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 Tell me about this. So um, when I used to go on business trips, which was quite often, we would go to the airport and always stop at Mick McDonald's and get a Mick everything. I, I have like a Pavlovian response to the Burbank airport. Every time we go, there is a um, uh, there's a chain out here in California called Del Taco, and they. I mean, it's like you know, it's not gourmet <laughs> at all in, in no way. But I got into this habit of going every time I go to the Burbank airport, I'd stop at Del Taco and get two burritos and. Um, and scarf them down. And, like, so every time I go to the Burbank Airport now, it's like this Pavlovian response. I start getting hungry for these, like, 99-cent, like, janky fast food burritos. But it's so inexpensive. It's so... YOLO. I still think they're tasty. Sorry. No, they're they're good. But, so, uh, pairing, you know, I know we've talked about this before, but some people say, like, oh, a habit takes 21 days to get over... One trip to McDonald's at the airport, and every single time I go to the airport, I want McDonald's. And that was something that I had to stop doing because it it, it was at first, oh, whenever I go on a trip, I get McDonald's. And then there were no trips, and I still had to drive past a McDonald's uh, to go to work. So I would often just go and get that meat in secret. But this specific time, Christmas, it's Christmas. Start singing Christmas song. Uh, Christmas, Christmas time <laughs> is here. Now we got to pay royalties yeah, or something. I didn't. You're. Yeah. Uh, we're in trouble. <laughs> we're in trouble, everybody. So I um, ate in secret and then came home. I, I ate the McDonald's McBreakfast in secret and then came home and then ate real breakfast. And uh, I realized I was becoming unhinged. I was a grown woman, and I was secretly eating food and then disposing of bags in other people's trash cans so that Donald would never know that I had it. And when you're getting to the point where you're hiding your food, which I think many of us have, have done, and, and I know, you know I'm experiencing some of that online right now with a couple of communities that I'm in, that secret eating is still a very big issue with many people. And I've lost a total of over 150 pounds, and I still struggle with it. Yeah, and I do too. And I, I think there's a lot of residual um, uh, shame that I haven't let go of um, from when I was 100 pounds heavier. I don't like people at work to see me eat things that aren't healthy um, or that aren't perceived as healthy. I 
all the time I'll eat my snacks and I'll be eating like, you know, a hard boiled egg or, um, 150 grams of cottage cheese. And, you know, people all the time go, Oh, you're so healthy. You're just, I just can't imagine your will. You're just always eating. There he is eating a big salad again. And so like when I decide to eat a little bag of Doritos or, you know, a little bag of popcorn, I was, I had this like 70 calorie bag of cheddar popcorn, smart food, cheddar popcorn, 70 calories. And I like did not want to eat it in front of people because I didn't want people, I still like didn't want people to see, even though it was completely within my calories, it was 70 calories of worth of popcorn. I still didn't want people to see it because I still have that, that, you know, shame of doing it. And guess what? You know, it, it goes back to our logic loopholes. Like, all the secret eating still counts. It's still real eating. It's still real eating. <laughs> and I think a lot of secret eating also happens off the, um, you know, off the calorie counter. You know, I know a lot of people, and in, including myself, when t- times when I eat something off plan, if I have two scoops of macaroni and cheese in my mouth while I'm plating it for my daughter, which I actually did last night, <laughs> which Don is just finding out right now. I, this is news to um, me. I did not track that. And then after dinner, I had a sweet, and then I had another sweet, and then probably another one. And even my daughter was like, isn't the kitchen closed? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's totally closed. I'm just sitting here organizing something. (laughs) That's the voice I use when I'm lying. Well, and and I would do the same thing. Like, you know, in the past, whenever I was supposed to be on a diet, in quotes, um, I would oftentimes, you know, try and wait until Catherine was getting ready for bed and then sneak back into the kitchen and, like, you know, eat behind the refrigerator door, you know, hoping she wouldn't come in. We're supposed to be, we actually were just talking this morning that our parents were about two years older than us when we got, well, when we got married. So we're in our forties now and our parents were in their late forties when Donald and I got married. And it is shocking because I considered them adults and I barely consider myself an adult. Yeah, no, I'm like, I'm faking it the whole time. Like I I act like an adult in front of the 20 year olds in my office, but yeah. And then we're like ninja, like hiding behind refrigerators, eating cheese and macaroni and cheese and other and cheese popcorn there's so much cheese and even being down you know even being down to basically my goal weight I'm still doing it I I still have a lot of that and you know I don't I don't want people at work seeing me eat anything and you know I've just recently I had to be at work a couple of times until three in the morning and I waited until I got home before I I ate more food because I didn't want people to see me do it And I have, in general, in the last month and a half, been, quote unquote, really good. I've been tracking my calories. I've had a lot of really great days. And I think the one thing that's different now about a a moment or a day of secret eating is that I know that I can get back on track. Like yesterday was a rough day. Um, I probably went five or 600 calories over my budget for the day. And today I'm totally back on track. I don't know why I feel normal and fine today. And yesterday I was uh, acting like I was the hamburglar. And so, but I think the self-awareness thing is a really big part of it. I, the, there was a, a, um, a group that I'm in and a woman was talking about um, McDonald's and grabbing McDonald's and eating it before she got home to eat 
dinner with her family. And I know, I mean, this, this hits me so hard because I know I used to do that. I would eat double meals all the time. I know other people who have gone to multiple fast food restaurants because they didn't want the, you know, the one drive through person to know that they were getting all that food. So this goes really deep. I mean, so many people struggle with it. And I think, but we also say in public, like, I don't know why the scale isn't moving. And it turns out the scale isn't moving because we're not counting. And we're, you know, one woman even said that she was like, oh, I black out. And then I wake up and there are rappers all around me. And I said something like, oh, my gosh, do you actually black out? Like, do you have a condition? Yeah. And she's like, well, no, I, I mean, I know what I'm doing, but I kind of like stop. And then I realize it. And I, what you tell yourself about the experience, like you are, there is no Dr. Jekyll. There is no Mr. Hyde. There is no trash panda. There is no devil. There is no you know, whatever, it's all you and it's all your choices. And for me, I can take responsibility for my choices or I can go, like, oh, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. Like, no, I chose to eat a tasty cake last night. Yeah, I know. Well, you tracked it, didn't you? Oh, no, you didn't track it. No, I tracked it, but then I think I didn't track something else after that. When you can't remember like, how <laughs> yeah, many cookies you've time. had, like that is not a good thing. And my tolerance for it is much smaller. I well, mean, just so people know, I was rock solid yesterday. And you were. How were you earlier in the week? Not great. No? No. Um, I might have. I already admitted I came home at like 3 a.m. and ate food. Yeah. Well, can I talk about the mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> what? about the mayonnaise because you've talked about mayonnaise before <laughs> well it's too late not to talk about it now we're gonna talk about <laughs> i'm gonna shame you at some point <laughs> okay i'm gonna save some sort of secret shame for you to talk about on a microphone i'll tell um, you so donald has talked about mayonnaise before i don't know if you've ever had it people of america and taiwan and 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 other places people of earth people of earth mayonnaise is delicious it is delicious and um measuring is very important and there are times and i think that this ties into being at our goal weight this <laughs> is that um i definitely eyeball is a measurement <laughs> where oh, it's probably this much it's probably that much but uh anyway so I noticed the other day I bought some mayonnaise. It was a fresh container of mayonnaise and I hadn't had any and I picked it up and it was <laughs> like half empty. <laughs> and so I thought... We have gremlins, people. There are gremlins there are people, in our place. The Hamburglar broke in. Those gremlins and, are named me. And I... That's it is a name, delicate actually. situation because we are both at goal weight. And for all you, you know, people who see us and go, look at those fit, trim people, they can do whatever they like. And we can do whatever we like. But I ended <laughs> up calling Donald on the we, absence. We can, as long as we're uh, able to uh, absorb the consequences. So is of the bottle actions. of mayo half empty or half full? It's half full. <laughs> <laughs> so I can. I ate it, okay? <laughs> and I didn't measure it. <laughs> And that's what I thought because it's. But like, I didn't eat it all in one no, night. No, he didn't. Just, <laughs> I didn't eat half a bottle of mayonnaise in one night. No, but anyway, I think I uh, asked you about it. I'm up about one pound. I'm having 
I'm having trouble with the long hours that I'm working. And I, that is fine. And we I've are... I've worked many days. If I worked a 12-hour day, I am fine. There is, like, I am unstoppable in the weight loss game. As soon as I get to 14, 15 hours, which has been a lot, I lose a lot of willpower that late at night. And I came home, and I felt like I needed slash wanted, I'm going to own it, I wanted some comfort food. So I ate a bunch of mayonnaise on some Swiss cheese, and it was delicious. <laughs> And that's okay. And I'm I'm up about a pound, okay? So, anyway. Anyway. Those are the consequences so, I have to live with. Anyway. So, eating in secret may remain a secret, other than uh, the results that it has. Um, and I know, in particular, that Donald has an issue with this. Um, I told Donald about my secret eating, just to make him feel better about his secret eating. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, no, but I... Wow. I have issues also. Um, should I tell them my secret then? <laughs> if you want. I don't know. Um, What's your secret? I told you. I was like, I want you to know that in February, I used to be bulimic uh, when I was uh, in high school. Oh, and, that, yeah. And my early 20s. And I actually had... Uh, how can I make this not sound like it's about me and about someone else? Um, <laughs> I actually, in early February, had... Uh, a day where I made myself throw up from what I ate, and I am not proud of that. And but I didn't tell Don that because I, you know, he's strong and he's he's losing weight and he's all on track. And I still struggle with that. And I hadn't done that in probably ten years. And so whenever anyone thinks you're fixed or there's like well, you can I'm do very proud of you for talking about it now. Yeah, it sucks and it's embarrassing because I'm a grown woman and I should be able to I should quote unquote be able to uh, control myself. And I had a relapse, and uh, so I am not grateful that Donald ate mayonnaise, but I think that it just shows that we all have uh, demons that we're dealing with, self demons. And yeah, and, and, you know, we've said this a hundred times, you know, there is no finish line to this weight loss, but um, I, you know, even being roughly at goal weight, I I think that it's important to, um, to realize that you have to stay vigilant, I have to stay vigilant, and we both have to, um, to stay on ourselves to keep this going, and... I, one of the components I don't think people talk about enough is being honest with yourself. And I know we did, you know, that two-parter about logic loopholes. And it turns out that the person you're best at lying to is yourself. Yourself. Yeah. And so we don't want to just end this on like everything's ruined and your whole life you're just going to struggle. Bye. But we would, <laughs> we would like to maybe uh, follow up with a couple of ideas or a few ideas. Well, of, but I, I think, yeah, and I think that, you know, we're being honest. Like we're we're talking publicly right now. To about, up to 100 people. <laughs> about, about, about doing this. And... Um, you know, I think that that's that's an important huge step is is stopping lying to yourself and stop lying to others about it. Um, uh, one of the things that I think that I need to work on just is occurring to me now as we're recording this is that I have to stop being ashamed when I want to eat something at work that is within my calories and it's on my plan and but might not be seen as being healthy. I need to own it and I need to stop you know, waiting until no one's around to eat that stuff. Well, and it's that that shame element of it that comes in that I think is dangerous because 
you know, and I, I know that there are telltale signs when I'm turning uh, toward making poor choices. It's sort of like a storm coming. You can kind of see yourself making excuses, at least for me. Like yesterday, I uh, ran a few errands. I didn't eat lunch. Um, I had some peanuts and then I had toast for lunch and that did not help me. I know that that sets me on a bad path. I know I'm better with protein. Um, anyway. Yeah, so one of the things is getting to know your own triggers and staying away from them and, and adjusting. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday happened and I think my recovery time is so much better now. Whereas before, you know, when I was 300 pounds and I had a day like that, I would hair the dog it. And which is a thing. <laughs> um, wait, she told us to eat dog hair? Dog hair? Yeah, I don't Ew, know. Gross. How many calories That's is that? That's cool SPCA. Yeah. Um, but I would, you know, why not just make it a weekend and then I'll start over on Monday. Like today I'm back in control. I you know, ate my planned foods and I feel really good and it's two 30 and I'm way under my calorie goal. And, you know, just talking to Don about it really helped. So even if you don't have someone in uh, your life three dimensionally who you can talk to, join a support group online and be honest. It, it breaks my heart to see people hide their truths because I know I used to do that. And that in itself is a barrier to weight loss. When you're holding shame or um, you feel like you're alone in something, it feels so heavy and so isolating. So join a community, get online, talk to a friend, talk to a spouse. I know people who keep these things from their spouses. I know I did because I was ashamed. And if you, your home needs to be your safe place. And if you feel like you're hiding in your own home, like that sucks. Like, yeah, for sure. There are other people out there that are going through what you're going through and they're doing the same things that you're doing. Like we're humans. We, we basically are the same and act the same way. And, um, reach out, find somebody or find, you know, a close friend, a relative, somebody you trust and, and tell them what you're doing. And, um, you'll feel a lot better about it and probably, you know, it'll help you not do it more. Well, and the thing too, is that, you know, there are a lot of people who I saw who were eating fast food secretly and one change that you can make, which doesn't prevent you from having the fast food is to actually change the habit to eating with someone else. So instead of eating in your car, go inside and eat sitting by yourself or make it so that you only go to a fast food place with a friend. Um, make it not taboo. If you're eating McDonald's before getting home to have dinner with your family, plan a trip for a McDonald's dinner once a week or yeah, once or, a month. Or ice cream or candy or whatever your, your thing is. Yeah. And, you know, and there are some things I know we've talked about this before that I just shouldn't bring in the house either. So uh, know your home triggers, make your home a safe place, um, but keep it public. I mean, that's, you know, the opposite of being secret. And, <laughs> and I, I think hmm. one thing we dismiss, too, is that I know I feel like I have to figure out everything on my own. I, I, you know, I'm smart, I'm capable, I, you know, at work, I'm a problem solver all day. And there is such power in sharing what's going on with you with other people who you trust. There are people who may not be trustworthy with your information and with your truth. So finding people in a common community who have gone through what you've gone through, who might be able to lend advice um, is really important. 
I, for example, spoke to a friend named Cindy. Cindy, hello. Hello, uh, Cindy. About the mayonnaise. And she, I think she suggested getting individual mayonnaise packets. So uh, there are now individual 70-calorie mayonnaise packets in our home, which uh, I will... Uh, I will use. He will use. And I never would have thought of that. And I didn't I, know they existed. I love to think that I know everything. And just by reaching out to someone and sharing what was going on helped me come up with a solution. And that is so valuable. Like, we are very smart people, but we don't know everything. And the hive mind uh, can be dangerous, and it can also be very helpful. And just one new perspective can switch your, your path. And... You know, an, another final part to that is that we find problems and we tell ourselves that there's no solution. Like, this is just the way life is. There's a McDonald's in my neighborhood. I have no choice. And the more you tell yourself you don't have choices, the fewer uh, solutions come forward. Yeah, we're very good at telling ourselves that that we're powerless and that we're helpless. But, you know, we do have control over, over what we put in our mouths. Yeah, so I would ask each of you, um, as smart, intelligent, powerful people, to seriously, if you have a problem, put it down on a piece of paper and come up with three or four, however outlandish, solutions to that problem. I can't stop myself from going to McDonald's. Okay, the craziest thing would be to hire a hitman who would hit me in, <laughs> you know, in the shins if I tried to enter the McDonald's. Is that ridiculous? Yes, it's ridiculous. Are, okay. there, are there shin hitman? Yes, I don't I don't I don't think we can say the word as a shin, shin? Yeah, don't don't oh, try to oh. <laughs> don't, don't try to spell that out. Um, no, but seriously, come up with solutions. Okay, I'm working you know, I love mayonnaise. What do I do? Okay, there's an individual packet, or I can skip it, or I can use tzatziki instead of mayonnaise, or, you know, whatever it is. Just, you know, come up with solutions for yourself. If you're not getting enough sleep, you're not getting enough water, you're not tra tracking your, your calories and your steps. Um, I challenge you to think of a solution. If it's easier to think of someone else, like, boy, Catherine has this problem. What should I tell her to do? Like, it's hard to find solutions for yourself because I know for me, I feel like a victim. I feel like a victim of circumstance. But um, really, there are so many choices in front of us. And the more you tell yourself, I can figure this out, I can come up with a solution to this, the more solutions will come forward. If you tell yourself it's impossible, it will remain impossible. And where has that gotten you? In a bucket of mayonnaise. Mmm, mayonnaise bucket. No, 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 no. The idea is not to eat the mayonnaise bucket. Not to eat the mayonnaise bucket. So I think, I think summing up, it's important to be honest with yourself. I think it's important to go ahead and be honest with others, whether they're people that you actually know or people that you, you know, you can find an online community. And I think it's important to, um, to come up with solutions, um, come up with ways that, that, you know, make you not feel powerless to do these things. Yeah. So we still struggle with it. If you struggle with it, tell us about it. Tell us the solutions that you've found for yourselves because we want solutions to our problems. And uh, I think the two of us come up with some great ideas, but sometimes we don't like to hear each other's opinions about things. It's not no. welcome. Not no. welcome. And if we want to make it to 20 years... You better watch our attitudes. Before you know it, you'll be ambushed on a podcast about your mayonnaise eating. I talked about being bulimic. That's, that's bigger. I win. It is. It, yeah, you I'm win. so brave. You, you win? I'm so Question brave. Question mark? <laughs> I think I win. Anyway, so um, 
share your experience with secret eating. What are your solutions? What have you gotten past? What do you still struggle with? Uh, we are all in this together, all 100 of us or whoever is listening. Uh, so uh, follow us on Facebook. Yes, we have uh, a wonderful Instagram account that uh, Catherine maintains wonderfully. And if you have a couple of seconds, give us a couple stars or more or double or triple that yes. on, 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 uh, iTunes. on iTunes. And uh, we look forward to many more inspiring episodes, fewer secrets. Yes. Um, remember, we only look thin and that we are an inspiration nation. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.